You're listening to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. We all have leadership within us. And once we understand how to challenge perceived limitations, we're able to influence those we're leading. Josh is a leadership coach, trainer, and speaker. He's also a veteran of the United States Air Force with over 20 years of leadership experience. Are you ready to transform your leadership skills by tapping into unrecognized potential to achieve limitless results? Let's get ready for liftoff. It's time to go from great to greater. Here's Josh in today's episode. Welcome to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. Our guest today is a friend of mine, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a lot of other things that we're going to get into. But our guest today is the one, the only, Season Davis. Season, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Josh. It's my pleasure to be here. Of I'm course. Share my experiences with you and your audience. Excellent. Well, I, I know I'm excited for the audience to hear your story and what you do and all the other things. So, Season, you are a chief people officer. You're also a vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion at AMP Attorney Consulting. Season, you're also a entrepreneur, a business owner. We're currently uh, live in person in your shop, the Cheese and Chocolate Queen. And uh, so, if you know, if if you're listening to this episode. Uh, go over to the YouTube channel because you can watch the full episode uh, on YouTube as well. So, um, Season, let's do this. I would love for our audience to get to know who you are, what you do, what got you to where you're at, and uh, and all the other details. So, Season, fill us in. Who is Season Davis? Well, it's a loaded question. Luckily, I don't have a gun. <laughs> um, I am a, a multifaceted person, obviously, and I'm a full enjoyer of life. Um I started my career in um, as a recruiter, and then a friend's mom that that we used to party at their house. We would hang out at their house in high school, and um, she called one day and said she had this HR director position available, and uh, would I interview for it? And I kind of laughed because I think I was twenty five um, and had been doing the recruiting thing. Um, and didn't really know what an HR director did at that time. And so um, at trial by fire, right, I was given the opportunity, I was getting the job, and and here I am, you know, 15 years later, and um, it that woman set my career in motion, right? It took somebody to see something in this kid that came over to their house uh, almost every night. We ate dinner there, we hung out in their basement. And, so yeah, she gave me an opportunity, and I've been... Very happy to get that opportunity ever since, right? It's given me a lot of different uh, different avenues to pursue. Um, human resources brought a lot of uh, opportunity in healthcare, one of which was that every day I would go in and see people who were sick and dying. And wow. that just made me have a really big appreciation for life, right? Like that every day that I'm here, I have to make some kind of difference. I had to do something bigger than myself. And um, I've always been entrepreneur my first uh, job or first job. My first uh, business was a dog walking business when I was like 10. My mom wouldn't let me buy a dog, so I had to go walk other people's dogs okay. to fill that void. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've always had different businesses throughout my lifetime, and um, the HR aspect just gave me a whole other avenue to pursue, right? And, and to help people because then I would start writing people's resumes for them and going to high schools and colleges and and uh, Navy Recruitment Center in Great Lakes and, and doing exiting um, military professionals' resumes and, and just wanting to help them in, with that new skill that I had obtained, right? And now, over the years, I keep 
putting all these tools in my tool belt. And it's brought me to this place where I'm at now as the chief people officer with a really big passion for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because I always kind of felt like, um, like I didn't fit, right? Like wherever I was when I was younger, even uh, just didn't fit. So I, I feel like a lot of people feel like that. I don't feel like that's singular to me. I feel like a lot of people feel this way and um, that I just want to help folks, right? And so HR gives me an opportunity to do that. And the diversity, equity, and inclusion, being in healthcare, right? There are so many different types of people that come to work in a hospital setting. Um, and I guess I'm very blessed because I feel like some places, right, like don't have that opportunity to have a lot of different types of people. Um, and so I want to help other companies who are trying to, you know, branch out and and get some different perspectives and different uh, types of people. Um, and that just might come with the fact that they're not living in an area where all these people are. Right. Um, so the DEI is really a big passion of mine um, when I'm dealing with the HR and organizations that I support, right? I've started a lot of different programs from the ground up for them. Um, and yeah, I just keep, I just keep plugging away at everything HR, right? And thankful for all the resources that are out there that help me to continue to be um, engaged in learning, right? In the new and progressive ways that are coming out so that we can support people better in the workplace. Sure. And and it's, it's really commendable, um, you know, your passion and drive and dedication to fostering uh, future leaders and really helping them uh, with their overall performance. I, I see that pretty regularly from you. I mean, I think you're a fantastic supporter of anyone and everyone in your life. And, um, you know, when you get to know Season, uh, you get to know someone who is not just an acquaintance, but someone who's truly a friend who wants to help you succeed and grow and develop. And there's a lot of people out there who need people like you yeah. in their life. There's a lot of organizations out there who need who need Season Davis in their life. So, um, so speak to us more about, uh, you know, your, uh, I, you talked about your passion for it and, and the why behind it, but, um, but speak to us more about, um, what, what, what else is really driving you to continue to, to help as many people as you, as you are uh, yeah. in everyday life? That's a great question, Josh. I would say like, I think that, um, one of the biggest things about my passion and feeling where I'm going in life, right, is, is that I have embraced the fact that. I'm an only child, so I have done a lot of things on my own a lot, right? And and you do have to be humble and allow people to come into your life, right? And and help you because, again, you're only smart at what you're smart about. I'm not smart about everything. We talked about this a little bit earlier, the tech side, right? Like, I'm, uh, <laughs> um, And I'm learning every day, right? And, and I just feel like there's a fire inside of me that wants to see other people develop and be successful, right? And that's one of the things within HR and all the companies that I work for is, you know, looking and identifying skills that people have well beyond what you might have hired them for, right? Like, and some of the organizations that I've had, um, I don't know a thing about, right? The, the companies that I start, it's just like, all of a sudden, I'm opening an indoor playground for kids, right? I don't know anything about opening an indoor playground for kids. And at a time in my life, some of my friends would have been like, are you opening an adult playground? And I would have yeah. been like, hey, baby, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Like I have this playground and, and didn't know laws and, and, and all these things and you have to go and find out. And I think that in every single one of these processes, I've always gone back to the people that are there helping me. Sure. Or friends that I have, right? Like, what do you think? Especially when I get stuck. And I feel like I always want to be that for somebody else because not always when you're an entrepreneur 
are your pockets lined with all the money that you need to have all the resources that you need to be successful? And it's really important to to help other people's dreams come along because you hit those little, I mean, and everybody does, you hit this like wall where you're like, I don't know if this is it. And I don't know if I should keep doing this. And I don't know, you know, uh, we talked about this cheese shop has been open for um, two years in August. So we're on year three and um, no business. I mean, well, I don't want to say no business, but many businesses, right. And don't start up making killer money and, and, and getting everything that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to kind of uh, work within your means. And I feel like as I've identified those hurdles that I hit as an entrepreneur, I want to help the other entrepreneurs and other people get beyond them, right? Faster and with less cost. And so that's, you know, I've opened up the Season Davis Consulting because I want, it's a 501c3. I want to just, I give you the lowest price that we can give you to get whatever you need done, right? Sure. Like, yeah. And because we want you to be successful in your business. And I think that if more people did this, right, if more people were out there and aware of how they can help their fellow friends in their endeavors, then um, we would see a lot more success when it comes to businesses, you know, thriving and especially in the community, right? And I, I've met so many amazing people that have come into this business um, to buy cheese and chocolate or just to walk around. And we start a conversation and now, right, they I have a guy that put up a sign, my sign out there. He had to make the pole and everything because my sign one day when the wind blew off and busted the wood and I'm sitting over here with not an extra $600 to get a new sign, right? So he come and one of my customers put the sign up. And That's it, awesome. Yeah, you're meeting these people and doing these things. And again, like if there's things that I can help them with, I want to do that for them too. And, sure. you know, scratch your back, I scratch mine and or. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're everyone's just scratching each other's backs. That's you know, that's, that's what we're doing. So. If you don't like to scratch people's back, you can get that back scratcher thing and just <laughs> like do it from afar. But even a share, right, or a yes. subscribe or a whatever, you know, like you wake up in the morning and you see the post from the Cheese Queen, right? You just share it. You don't know who in your friends might need a cake yes. or who might yes. need, you know, some consulting services. You know, who might need coaching services. You just don't know. So if you're out there just trying to touch the pulse of how you can help your friend the entrepreneur, the professional, you know, whatever it is, I think that you got to be the connector. It, it, it sounds like a lot of little things, but they can go such a long way. And, you know, multiple minds are better than one. And so you're able to surround yourself with people who is your support system, you are their support system. And so it's nice to be able to, um, you know, utilize your skill set, your background, your experience and all these things to help future leaders grow and develop. So I want to I stay in the same vein and talk about you have a number of different certifications, qualifications. Uh, I mean, if, if there's ever uh, someone who, you know, we've heard the phrase, uh, uh, what is it? Jack of all trades, master of none. I will tell you, li- audience listening, Season is a jack of all trades and a master of all of them as well. Like she, she is a, a unicorn in that regard. So Season, talk about your certifications, your qualifications, uh, and, and a little bit more about uh, all, the, all the education that you have in your background as well. It's funny how those things started, right? It's like, a, like I said, I got into HR and then... You know, you need one more thing because now your company needs an extra something about from for, from you, right? To, to do something different for the next year or whatever. And I just have always had an interest in education as an adult. Probably not so much when I was younger because I just want to socialize. Um, but <laughs> as an adult, right? Like I find that I'm in a book all the time, right? I'm in a book. The other day I got done reading um, uh, How to Be the Most Powerful Woman in the Room. And when I told my friend that, they kind of laughed because I think they felt like I could write the book 
even though I don't feel really powerful, like on a day-to-day basis, I saw what they saw in me, right? Was that I do, I come with this tool bag and if I don't know something, I will find the solution, right? Like I will find a way. And I really, I love it when I have clients or um, uh, just anyone, right? That will say, no, we can't do that. Or we don't, Mm -hmm. you know, this can't be done or whatever you're agreeing with. Right. I love that part. It's like, okay, well, we can work on this, right? Like there's always a plan. There's always a way around it. There's always five probably ways Mm -hmm. more than once we establish one. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of where the continuous improvement certification and interest came from. Um, I was working with Germania uh, Farm Mutual and Brenham, awesome organization. And uh, they really uh, um, helped in my development, right? They, they supported all the development. I mean, we could go to every kinds of conferences and do all kinds of things. Um, and the continuous improvement was something that they were starting to embrace as an organization. So I was able to get in with that committee. And um, that's where the yellow belt came from. And and I have done the green belt class, but I haven't sat for the test yet. Um, but I will eventually. Right? Yeah, and 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 you're referencing the Lean Six Sigma certification. Yeah. Um, and something that you that you mentioned a couple times, or or at least alluded to, is the concept of what I I like to say. You're doing it scared. So you didn't know what you didn't know when you opened up your uh, indoor playground. And a lot of people say, well, we can't do it, or so, or 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 I don't know how to do it. Therefore, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Right. And so many of us have a lot of creative and innovative ideas that really need to be fostered and and uh, nurtured to be carried out because the idea is there for a reason, yeah. right? And so, but but the moment we face any kind of resistance or challenge, we tell ourselves, ah, it's impossible, right. right? And having this limitless mindset where it's like, you know what? Hey, yes, it's a problem, yeah. but with a problem, there's also a solution. And so- you are someone who can help other people identify solutions for their problems and you can show up as a support system. And again, I'm going to go back to the support system uh, um, here because it's so important that we surround ourselves with people who are helping us grow and develop uh, our ideas and and uh, and all the things that we're working on. I mean, they say don't burn bridges, right? Like, I mean, that's a that's a huge thing when you meet people. And I think this is funny because I want to I'm going to I'm going to kind of blow you out. Right. Is that, that that we met right on online dating? Online dating, just just you don't go into it if you don't go into anything with any expectations of things, right? And that's kind of my my mindset is that I just go into it being open to what might happen, right? And again, you don't have to meet people and fall in love with them, right? We met and then made a, a professional contact, which was really rad. Um, to clarify, this was years ago. Years, so. uh, years, yeah, years. <laughs> She's now married and, and has a lovely family and they're a beautiful wife. Um, but I think that's funny, right? Because again, you don't have to go into things everywhere you go with a, some type of expectation. You going into being a leader, right? And you go into meeting with your, your teams about certain things and, and maybe it is something that you feel like can't be done or somebody say it can't be done. Um, you know, sitting down and getting the feedback from other people is, is so critical. And yes. being able to 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 talk to you. I mean, I saw that that you were doing this leadership podcast and that you were trying to develop some some of your own things. And I know that when we had talked, um, you had talked about training and coaching mm-hmm. and with Christian brothers, and you were trying to you know do some some outside types of things. And so it's really awesome to see that happen. And over the years, right? I mean, it didn't happen yesterday, so over the years and and so it's i think to me when we're looking at 
how to develop high-performing teams and 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 high-performing organizations that we are looking at what every person brings to the table without expectation. So if I hire you for a customer service role, what else do you like, right? Like what other things uh, drive you as a person? And I think more companies now, uh, especially if they want to get out of the box and they want to be hitting the map uh, with their clients or with their uh, demographic, right, is that they're looking and identifying all the players on the team because the CEO is great. I mean, I'm a CEO. It's whatever. It's a title. But whenever I go back to my people, like, here at the cheese shop, I ask Mary, I ask Tony, what do you think? Because when they come to me and they're like, this is happening, and I don't know. Sure. I have never owned a cheese shop before, right? Like, you know, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's see. Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's see. Same thing with the playground. I mean, like, and and, and the electrical uh, contracting company I had in Illinois. All these things were just like, get with your team, right? Leadership, get with your team. Don't sit in a tower, right? That can't happen anymore. The command and control has to be gone. Now we have to distribute the command and control so that we all are really meeting the need and the the objectives of the organization, right? Every person, I mean, Mary, Tony, every person involved has their own unique perspective that no one else has or no one else shares. And because they have their own perspective, they have the ability to be influential. And if they can influence those around them, they can affect change. So it's important that we're we're getting everyone involved. I'm going to say it again. Multiple minds are better than one. And so decisions can't or shouldn't always just fall on one person, regardless of the title, get the team involved yeah. because they have information that maybe we don't have. Yeah. Um, so you, you you mentioned the cheese shop. We're obviously in the cheese shop. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we have a lovely charcuterie board here uh, with some cheese and some... Uh, this one's a beehive. Okay. It's um, beehive cheddar and it's rubbed with espresso and lavender. I figured we needed to wake up. Mm. Um, it's definitely a nutty kind of cheese and creamy, smooth. You can definitely taste the hints of espresso in the end there. A little bit of lavender. And then I put out like a smoked provolone. Some people are in a, into a stronger cheese. They want a little milder cheese and provolone's a safe cheese for most folks because they identify it with, you know, pizza and... Yeah. That nature. Provolone is a safe cheese, folks. I just, I learned that today. You don't know, now you know. Yeah, they might be uncomfortable with tasting cheese. Some people think that a cheese is, um, excuse me, cheese and wine is a bougie thing. Cheese has been around, man, almost from the dawn of time. And we found it as humans because <laughs> some milk spoiled from an animal that we had, right? And it just randomly has, has progressed over the thousands of years, right, that the cheese has been uh, available to us. Um, so, you know, at the cheese shop, we try to make it not um, uh, intimidating. Yeah, you know? not a bougie thing. Right. I'll I tell you this. I feel very comfortable here. Okay. I feel, yeah, it's homey. Yeah. Homey is a good word. It's uh, my hangout, right? This is a yeah. glorified hangout for the HR person. I have an HR by day and cheese shop by weekend, yeah. high times. Um, help split up the monotony. Now, I should mention for, for, uh, for anyone who's local to the Houston area, we are in Old Town Spring. So, season, if you would share exactly where you're located, share what the cheese and chocolate shop is all about. And did I say it correctly? Is it the cheese and chocolate queen? Yeah, cheese right. Okay, chocolate queen. Okay. Um. Yeah, we are here in Old Town Spring, and we're kind of hidden. Only the coolest people, adventurers, end up here because we are kind of hidden behind two big buildings. 
I learned just now I'm a cool person. I'm telling you. Okay. I tell everybody, if they ventured in here from the beaten path, then they're pretty rad. Because if you come to Old Town Spring and you just stay on, like, the main two drags, there are so many little hidden gems mm-hmm. in between the streets that I don't really feel like some people get the full effect, right? Sure. Um, and so, yeah, we're back here, 417 Gentry Street. Uh, you'll come, you'll see the doll hospital when you come into town. And as soon as you see the doll hospital, you should turn right into the parking lot there. Trilogy Brew is on the other side. So if you went past the big Trilogy Brew building, you went to a bar. So turn in the parking lot, come all the way to the back. We have a cute little ranch style house with a gray, it's grayish blue with a white trim. Really great porch when it's not 105 degrees. We love to sit out there and have cheese and wine and hang out listening to music. Um, occasionally we have, uh, some Sunday fun days where we have Will and Roe, uh, their, uh, Will and Roe party and okay. they do the DJing, um, sometimes and hype girl, man, she'll call you in like a siren with her voice. She gets those people out in the street here at the shop. Um, we bring out all the games. We have a lot of games so you can bring your family and you can enjoy family time or you can, you know, you don't want to have all that. Right. We also have private uh, dining and private uh, shopping experiences. And so during the week, right, if if you are wanting to take your wife to come to the cheese and chocolate shop and get treated like a queen, right, then um, you just call me up and you set up your date and time and we have your your personal, nobody else here in the shop and you enjoy your time and maybe, uh, you know, ward or snacks. We have small bites, if she's treated like a queen, are you saying there's enough space in here for two queens? Lots of queens. Okay, we so so we got cheese queens. and chocolate queen. We got a, b- a bunch of queens. Yes. Okay. One of the other awesome things about the shop is that uh, vendors, right? So um, if you're a vendor, you have some type of food product that might be really great for our shop. You you make mm-hmm. cheese at home. You you know make some jams or whatever. Uh, we cut a really awesome deal to people to get their products in the shop. Um, it's like $50 a month for uh, them to put their product in the shop and then a 10% commission of their products. Um, but yeah, then they have full access, right? They can put their products here and we'll promote them on our website. We'll sell them. So you're you're getting into a store, right? And I think sometimes it's really hard to get your stuff on the product shelves at Walmart. But um, here in Old Town Spring, you know, we have a heavy walking traffic on the weekends and if you're doing farmer's markets, which a lot of our vendors will still do um, in collaboration with doing this too, um, then you can, you know, have a, a more consistent presence and um, not have to worry about uh, the one time a week or, you know, one yeah. time a month, depending on the farmer's markets that they might be doing. But then, yeah, they're here and they they don't have to worry about the overhead of the rent and the, and the lights and everything. They just have their really small... And hopefully their product would get out there, right, to other people. Or that's that's a big goal. Um, we also do internships. So we have some students that we worked with, uh, the local high school here. We have some culinary students that come over. Uh, so this year is a new year. We'll probably have some new students. That's exciting. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we, we just try to do as many things as we can to, to help the community um, and to get people to know about us. Uh, we do a lot of different corporate events. We have a build-a-board um diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, if, uh, if option that you can get so okay. that your company can build their own board while learning about DE&I. 
uh, because cool. it takes more than just the cheese there to make the board look pretty. So yes. um, we kind of go over all the biases and all that good stuff. And it's a fun way for your... That's team. an awesome way yeah. to do that. Yeah, very and cool. you're playing with food and you're moving around and everybody knows that a training that has these pieces is <laughs> a really awesome training. So. So, so a lot of opportunities for a lot of different people um, companies, vendors, uh, students for interns. Um, I think that's fantastic. And then, um, you know, I, I feel like the theme of this episode is really turning into help and support, you know, a, again, being able to, uh, to scratch each other's backs, yes. to support each other, to help each other grow and develop. Um, now something that we haven't discussed yet, but I know you're, you're involved with a couple other things. I want you to uh, share your involvement with the J Renee foundation and also, uh, your personal season. So yeah. if you would speak to us about both of those. Okay. Uh, J. Renee Foundation is a really amazing foundation. The J. Renee School was started by my lovely friend Juanita Macklin uh, out of Illinois, and she has a nursing school and would do the clinicals uh, for her nursing school out of the facility that I had started in so many moons ago. Um, and over the years, right, she's developed the schools, moved out of like a small little building in a strip mall to a huge presence on a main, major uh, interstate there in Elgin, I think it's Elgin, um, and through the school started the foundation, right? Because she wanted to give back to these folks and be able to help them to to make their dreams come true. You know, a lot of people, I feel like money becomes a huge thing for folks, right? Dude, I don't have money to go to be a nurse. I don't have money to be a CNA or I don't, I don't know. I don't have whatever it is, right? And I feel like the foundation kind of goes and, and helps uh, to be able to provide some resources for folks to get the things that they need, right? We want to get into these underprivileged areas and, and be able to talk with with youngsters about things that they can do. I said youngster. Oh, my God. D- does that make you a non-youngster? I'm, I'm still do, a youngster. You just date ourselves? I suffer from Peter Pan syndrome terribly. <laughs> I'm not going to grow up. Um, it sounds like you just grew up if you called someone else a youngster. Youngster. So I hate to break it to you. Oh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to talk to my therapist later, um, but yeah, I would say there's a lot of things right that that are happening through the foundation that are positive in the fact that we are able to meet with uh, young people. Yeah, and I mean, it, I think when you start saying whippersnapper, that's when you get really old. So you're not there yet. Okay, so that's okay. Yes. <laughs> Winning every day. Um, but yeah, so the J. Raven A. Foundation, there's many ways to participate in that. Um, if anybody was ever interested in, in knowing more about the foundation and how they can help, um, they can definitely just reach out to me at seasonldavis.com. And I'm happy to, you know, field any um, questions for that. Uh, your personal season is really awesome because I that was what I was telling you. I got involved with all these businesses and would find myself in pickles sometimes. Like, do I pay people or do I get a lawyer? Mm. Like, and it's tough um, to sometimes make those decisions because uh, certainly there's a lot of a lot of balls in the air when you're when you're doing yeah uh, entrepreneur life right and um, dropping one for your people is not one that I ever want to do and sure. so yeah um, that's what kind of fueled the your personal season because I wanted to be able to offer entrepreneurs. Um, anybody interested in potentially being a small business, uh, camaraderie and resources, right? Uh, advice, consulting for, for minimal, if not nothing, right? Like if there's, you know, you need an employee handbook, that's probably going to cost you something, right? Sure. Depending on what your, your 
annual sales are is going to be based on how your employee handbook is going to, what that's going to involve, right? And I think it's good season for just for people out there who are considering getting into the field of entrepreneurship to know there is somebody out there who is willing and able to help them, support them, uh, answer any questions they might have. Someone who's who's gone through something and grown through something. Um, you've opened a number of different businesses. Uh, you've learned a lot along the way. And so it's important for, if you're listening and you you are thinking about starting your own business or getting into entrepreneurship, just know there are people out there who can uh, provide uh, support and services to you uh, because we don't know, we don't know. Oh. And and uh, and even you and I, you know, it's like we're, we're, we're always learning, we're always growing, um, you know, despite the fact that we're, you know, we've, we've been able to make it, you know, to, to, to some point, we still got a long way to go and a long way to grow. And so um, I think it's great that, that you're available for people. Um, now, I, I will ask you uh, in the same vein of, of that comment is what advice would you give to someone who is considering taking that step of faith into entrepreneurship? Get out of your head, right? Don't listen to those voices that are telling you what you can't do, right? I, my mom is a complete opposite. My mom is a workhorse. My mom is like the, she was a farm girl. She gets up, she works, you know, like, but risk is not a part of it. And so every time I have another thing come into my head, my mom is like, mm-hmm. um, and, and she doesn't know how I do it and she doesn't know why I do it. And um, it makes her really nervous and her blood pressure go up. Right. She, and so I would say, you know, what I say to her is that, you know, these are the things for an entrepreneur that's part of it, right? It's the risk part and the not knowing part. And I feel like when you are trying to decide if you want to open a business or if you are ready to open a business, sometimes you're going to feed yourself things like, I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't have all, you know, whatever it is that you don't have to do that is your excuse of why you're not doing That's it. That's right. And so for me, you know, some of these businesses just get started on a wimp. The, the, the playground got started because I was going through my master's degree program and needed to make a business plan for my final project and just happened to get laid off from the hospital that I was at. Um, and was talking to somebody about it and they were like, yeah, let's do it, right? Let's fund it, let's go. And so that just all started happening. And then I got called back to the hospital and I was working at the hospital and opening a playground and finishing my master's degree. And my son was four. So he was still, you know, like very at home, even though he's very at home right now too. Um, And you just find time for all of these things. And sometimes in your head, right, you make it much bigger. Yes. And you need someone to stop you and say, no, but today we're just going to work on this piece. And that's okay, right? Like you don't have to be killing everything in that day. You just have to be taking the steps. That's good. Just just making progress. It's not about perfection. Um, It's not about an overnight success. And Uh, people say money, right? Like you're like, why do you get all this money to do all these things? These are the things that I hear. Why do you get all this money to do all these things? Well, you know, I talk to people, right? And and I and for the playground, that just was. uh, I was talking to a few people. And they wanted to get involved in the project, right? And so that was rad. And um, then it happened. Uh, the cheese shop, because I learned some things from the playground that I did not want to experience again. Sure. Um, the cheese shop, I funded all myself, right? Like I went, I went in and I took distribution on my on my four hundred one k, and I built this business. 
because my 401k wasn't making a thought as much as I would get from this, right? Like the risk outweighed and I could take a loan on it, right? Like I'm not having to pay a bank back. I'm just taking the loan on my, on my, on my own money. So if your 401k offers you option to take a loan, right? And this is something that you feel and you have a plan, have a plan. Yes. Have a plan. Don't just take your money and yeah, when you said on a whim, you do mean with a yes, a, on a, with on a, a whim with a plan. I always have a plan. I'm a business major, so I always have a plan um, prior to jumping. Um, at least something that's going to be, you know, fluid enough to show me a map, right? Like of what it's going to be. Because you don't want to have no idea and lose your money. Sure. Well, Season, you talked about, um, you know, you alluded to this concept of we're always going to find excuses or reasons. And we know that a lot of this is, is rooted in fear. And, you know, we've talked on this podcast before how the similarity between faith and fear is that they both believe in a future that hasn't happened yet. And for a lot of us, we need to remember that fear is simply false evidence of appearing real. And we're always going to find evidence in the things that we believe. So the, the reasons and the excuses, that's just simply evidence. You're like, you know what? Um, well, why can't I do this? Oh, time, money, this, that, the other thing. Th- that's just evidence you're telling yourself. That's the story you're choosing to tell yourself, which is which is prompting you to not move forward. And so it's it's the thought that you're having, it's the narrative that you're having. And one of the greatest mistakes that we can always make is assuming that all of our thoughts are true. And so if you really have this idea, if you really have this plan, the moment you face resistance or a challenge or the moment you f- you tell yourself why you can't do it, Start challenging that particular question. Start challenging that particular belief because it's really potentially a limiting belief and those limiting beliefs dictate your thoughts and then those dictate your feelings, those dictate your actions and ultimately yeah. you don't you don't act. It's one continuous and you stay in the same circle. Yes. Stay. It's a, it's a circle and it's going to keep on going until you choose to step outside of it and really challenge the actions or inactions that you've been taking or not taking. Um, so, uh, season, you mentioned where we can find you here. You said 417 Gentry street in old town spring. If you're local to the Houston area, it is the cheese and chocolate queen. Um, also season, how can our audience get in touch with you outside of visiting you here at the yeah. shop? Uh, certainly are welcome to send me an email to seasonldavis.com. Uh, you can also, uh, reach out to the cheese and chocolate queen at gmail.com. Uh, if you have some cheese and chocolate, you know, you're interested in that DEI uh, billboard, which is a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, you can get me, I mean, my my numbers on everything and um, website, www.seasondavis.com. If you're uh, a professional and interested, you know, in being featured on the webs- website, we do have a, a page uh, that, that talks about different uh, vendors and, and love to be able to highlight you and, and what you do. Um I think that's really important, right? Again, we talked about, you know, helping each other out. And so uh, I have a page on my website that, you know, we can put the bearded leader on too. (laughs) We got a bunch of other ones out there. But I do appreciate the time and it's been exciting for sure. Well, I appreciate the time as well. Hopefully this isn't your last time on the podcast. I do want to, I don't want to just glaze over this. I think it's important. I love, you know, as a trainer, I'm biased, of course, but, you know, studies show that 70% of training is forgotten after 24 hours and 90% is forgotten after 30 days. So if you need some DEI training in your organization, 
this is a fun experience, a fun place to do it in. Bring your team out to the Cheese and Chocolate Queen because they can help you. She can help you. Season will help you uh, create this uh, DEI board and have it a just it, it make it a fun training. I mean, this is something that it, you know it, a lot of people don't want to go into uh, a, a place oh, and just yeah. sit down and listen to somebody talk about DEI. Why don't you pick a part of charcuterie board yeah. in the process? You know that'll be fun, and you're gonna you're gonna leave uh, with a full stomach and uh, happy hearts and a lot of smiles. So. Um, Stephen Davis, thank you once again for being on the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to the podcast. Have a great day. Don't forget to smile today. Tell your loved ones how much they mean to you. I'm Josh Parnell reminding you to keep leading well.